K-A-L-W. The Golden State Warriors have had a week off after sweeping the Western Conference Finals, so they turned their attention to the East to see who they'd face for the NBA championship. It's going to be a team that hasn't been there before, but featuring a player who's a familiar foe. Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors have proven a tough matchup for the Dubs this year. The Raptors won both regular season games, which says something. Maybe more importantly, it gave them a better overall record, which decides home court advantage in the postseason. And home court has made a big difference for Toronto in these playoffs, like in the deciding game in round two against Philadelphia. It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Leonard's high-arcing last-second shot bounced off the rim four times before falling through. It was the first time a buzzer-beater decided a Game 7 in NBA playoffs history. How about the bounce? It was just part of the path to redemption for Leonard. So let's go back a little further to May 14, 2017. The Warriors were playing in the Western Conference Finals against the San Antonio Spurs. Back then, Leonard was their star. He led them to an NBA title. And he was dominating this game on offense and defense, leading the Spurs to a 21-point third-quarter lead. And then... Leonard fires from the corner. And Leonard goes down again. And he's in pain again in front of the Spurs bench. Warriors center Zaza Pachulia crowded Leonard, his left foot getting underneath the shooter. Leonard landed on Pachulia's foot, his left ankle twisting nastily. Again, that's, that's what they call all the time when you get your feet into the landing space of the shooter. The injury may have altered history. Kawhi Leonard didn't play again that year, and the Warriors came back to win the game, the series, and two straight championships. Leonard barely played anymore for the Spurs. He fell out with the team over recovery time from his leg injuries, and he forced a trade with Toronto. Now, he has a chance to face the team that changed his career, with everything on the line. This is Bounce, the Warriors' last season in Oakland. I'm Ben Trefney. The Dubs didn't have any games last week, but that didn't mean much time off. They're rehabbing three key players, Andre Iguodala, DeMarcus Cousins, and Kevin Durant. Everybody else is watching game film, practicing, and occasionally talking to the media. Marco Siler Gonzalez went to one of those sessions. He joins me now to talk about it. So, Marco, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. So, you went to a Warriors practice. I did, Have yes. you been to a Warriors practice before? Never been to a Warriors practice. All right. So, uh, they, they practice in Oakland. Where exactly is that facility? Well, it's in downtown Oakland on 10th Street. Okay. So, there's a huge scrum of media who's coming into Warriors practices these days, I'm sure. What was yep. the experience like? Like, like how, how did, did you have to go through security? Yeah, so I took the elevator. Right, just got the elevators up to the fifth floor of the Oakland Convention Center, and uh, I immediately floor. walked onto the floor, and there was a. How's it going? Practice. 
I am. A security desk where I signed in on an iPad, put my name down. Right, thank you, Marco. Thank you. You know where to go, right? No. He, he directed me to these uh, big double doors, and I walked through the double doors, and there was this long blue hallway known as the uh, Blue Mile by the people who work there. <laughs> it does sound like a long hallway. It's, it's a really long blue hallway, so it makes sense why it's called that. And there's also these huge 3D cutouts of, like, past warrior players and coaches um, kind of, like, pasted al- along the wall. Huh. Um, Are they life-size? Uh, larger than life-size, which probably is wants to give you, like, you know, kind of an effect of larger-than-life players and Get coaches. Get pumped up about what you're reporting on? Exactly, yeah. Okay, so you're you're walking down the blue mile, and eventually you get where? I get to the front doors of the gymnasium, which are closed, and it's basically two dozen reporters and camera people waiting there to get in there. And everyone's just kind of on their phone, laptops, chatting amongst each other, waiting to go in. I do a couple laps down the blue mile because <laughs> um, I was really bored. And uh, I actually ran into a woman who was in my high school graduating class. Oh, my God! Yeah, she's on the Warriors marketing team right now. Uh, so what do you do? Um, a lot of like the procurement for right now. Okay. So like all the t-shirts, all those orders go through me, basically. Nice. So it's like kind of keeping the timeline. So that was cool. And I also saw a lot of folks um, from the broadcasting department at SF State. So uh-huh. that was cool to see fellow SF State alums. Yeah, nice. At the Warriors facilities. Go Gators. Go Gators. And we kind of sat there and kind of anticipated for the doors to open for us to get in there. Because they gave a designated time when media should show up for practice. 12.45. But we didn't really get in till like 1 o'clock maybe. I remember we waited well past 12.45. Okay. Once the doors opened, I immediately hit record. And we kind of all funneled into the, to the gymnasium. What's this gym look like? It's big, wide gymnasium with three uh, basketball courts. And when I got in there, uh, Clay Thompson was just draining three after three. And he must have been shooting for at least 20, 30 minutes, and I might have seen him miss once. Just shooting threes? Just shooting threes. He was just in the zone, uh-huh. in, a, in a flow zone, definitely. Okay. Um, and then I saw DeMarcus Cousins on the right-hand sideline kind of do some calisthenic warm-ups, maybe trying to prep that quadriceps. And then there was a scrimmage of all the uh, backup guys on one of the other courts. Uh-huh. And could just go up to somebody and go start talking to them, or, or was it contained in some way? It was definitely a lot more contained than that. I didn't really know what to expect when I went in, but right when I got in, I kind of knew what the deal was. Uh, there was a, a chair and a small table kind of set up on the sideline right when we walked into the gymnasium. And uh, everyone kind of sets up and waits for players to come by and talk to them and take questions. And so who was first? Uh, first was... Who wants to start? I think Steve Kerr. Uh-huh. And uh, I got horrible positioning because I didn't know what I was doing. Uh-huh. So I was kind of standing on the periphery of this scrum, like with my shotgun mic, like way over everyone's head. <laughs> Everybody's get, jockeying for position. Yeah, like, I didn't get, get any good sound at all of that one. Um, I actually ended up recording the uh, the the speakers. I was <laughs> projecting his voice because I thought I could get better sound off the speaker than oh, okay. getting his actual uh, organic organic voice. The voice of God. Yeah, the voice of God. Uh-huh. What do you have to say? Anything interesting? It was the normal kind of questions about... I mean, they get questions like every single day, and during the playoffs, it must be like the same question pretty much, or whatever the flavor of the day is. Yeah, I honestly don't really remember what Steve Kerr was talking about, so... And so how long was he talking for? Maybe five, five, ten minutes. Okay, so Kerr gets up, he takes off, everybody relaxes for a minute, and then just what, waits for the next person? We just wait for the next person to come our way. Uh-huh. And the next player was Kevon Looney. And this time I uh, learned He's my like lesson. He's a backup forward for the Warriors. He's a backup forward for the Warriors. Really tall guy. 
and I learned my lesson this time, so I went to the kind of the right-hand side and got mm -hmm. really good positioning, right, kind of like where he was going to sit down. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, like, all the players that came up to the uh, press scrum looked really bummed. Like, they did not look stoked to be there. Mm. I mean, imagine, like, you know, practicing for a few hours and being in this, like, really nice flow state of maybe, you know, you're shooting your shot really well and you're, you're sweating and you're, like, you're preparing for this, you know, really big game. And then you got to go talk to all these folks who are going to ask you questions about something you already have probably answered a million times during the season. Uh -huh. Like, what are you supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a strange situation to put a normal person into. Right. And right. they're all normal people. They're just yeah. really good at basketball. They're really good at basketball. And they're really famous. <laughs> so speaking of which, like, uh, you end up talking to some of the Splash Brothers too, right? We did, yeah. The next player to come up was Clay Thompson, uh, famed Splash Brother. He also looked very bummed to be there. <laughs> he kind of walked over with his eyes down, plopped in the chair, and awaited a question to come his way. Okay. He often has his eyes kind of... He's kind of shy, it seems. Yeah, he's kind of shy. But I actually liked his interview the best because we talked about something that wasn't, you know, strictly about strat or game strategy. Some reporters asked him about, you know, what he does to prep for the game. He's been kind of more open about, uh, he's been working on meditation practices and visualization hmm. for, uh, for game performance. So he tries to visualize every shot, tries to visualize every placement where he's going to shoot. And I think just meditating in general to kind of calm his mind and prep for the next game. Hmm. Yeah. Try to put on classical Pandora or some nature sounds. I can't listen to like rap or hip hop while I do it because then I just get distracted. But uh, some plays in the background. It's nice, man. It's, it's it's a challenge. It's much harder than working out, but uh, especially for me, I got a lot of my mind races, so it's a good practice for me. Do you have a favorite classical composer? <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, Mozart, I don't know, Beethoven. How long can you go for? 10 minutes, 15? I try time? to go 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. I can't, an hour would be nice, but uh, you gotta work up to that. Could you imagine doing that on a daily basis as a sports reporter? Not at all. That made me realize that I never want to do that. Because <laughs> it's such a controlled environment for your reporting and you're on someone else's time. I mean, as a reporter, you're always on the person you interview's time, right? You got to kind of go with what they're doing, but it's really controlled. They come up to you when they want to. It's in their contract, so it's never going to be an organic interview, you know? Like, they have to talk to you. And if you put it that way, then you're never going to get, like, that great of an interview. Yeah. I, I mean, I, from, our, from my experience. Yeah, I mean, if it's an assignment, you're not right. stoked about it. Yeah. Uh, so any final takeaways from your experience at the Warriors practice? Well, all in all, that'll be probably the last practice. If I ever go back to a Warriors practice, um, it will most likely be at the Chase Center in San Francisco because the Warriors' move to the Chase Center will be a complete one. They are not going to return to the Oakland Convention Center to practice anymore. Um, the team ownership said that they're going to retain ownership of the facility in downtown Oakland to host their summer camps for their, you know, youth programs and house nonprofits um, that they fund through their community foundation. Um, but the players will not be there anymore. Yeah, so the team management has kind of stressed, you know, since they've announced they're moving to the Chase Center that they're leaving a building, which is the Oracle Arena, and they're not leaving the city. But I think to most town Warrior fans, that's 
up for debate. All right. Well, Marco, thank you so much. Thank you. That's Marco Siler Gonzalez. Next time on Bounce, we're taking a different kind of behind-the-scenes look at the Warriors by heading to the barbershop. And he walks, you know, Steph walks in, says what's up to everybody, and the, the dude's like, he turns around and he looks, and he like turns around and he looks again, and his jaw just hits the floor, just like, oh my God, that's... And he shakes his hand, and Steph keeps walking, and the dude's just, little kid's just looking at his hand. We're chopping it up with Stephen Curry's barber on the next Bounce. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll have new episodes every Wednesday through the end of the season. We've been making shows since the start of the playoffs. It's a pretty good binge listen to see how we've gotten to this stage. Find Bounce wherever you get your podcasts. This is a production of KALW Public Radio. Our theme music was made by Daoud Anthony. Artwork is by David Boyer with Illuminaries. Our team includes Shereen Adel, Gabe Graben, and James Rollins. I'm Ben Trefney. The final act is about to begin. I'm not. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Drake. I called him on his cell phone earlier, and uh, <laughs> my my daughter's my daughter's rolling her eyes right now. She's like, Dad, no more dad jokes, please. So sorry. That was really good. Was it? Yeah, that was good. It was. It was out there. You you hung it out there. For-